Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. On the I Work For Show, we focus on our discussion that will challenge you and change the way you think about workplace ministry and your life in Christ. Today, we are talking about life on mission, and we have a good friend of mine, Kevin Trotter, with Safe Families for Children, joining our discussion. Hey, Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Kevin, it is great to have you on our show today. Uh, Kevin has become a, a dear friend of mine um, over the last, how long has it been? About a year? Yeah, a year, year and a half. All right. And he's a great encouragement to me. And so I wanted to share him with you all, uh, the listening audience. So, so Kevin, welcome. Uh, is there anybody on the show, out there listening to you, maybe? Yeah, you yeah say I'd, hi? Like, I'd like to say hi to my wife, Misty, and uh, our boys, Calvin, Tavian, and Gavin. All right. Uh, hey to you all. I'm, and while we're at it, I'll say hello to my, my beautiful wife, uh, Jackie, and, uh, and anybody else who might be out there. Jim Brangenberg hopefully is uh, listening. I think he's out of jury duty, and so um, as long as we do a good job, he's not going to have to call in and chastise us. So uh, <laughs> hello to you, Jim, as well. So, uh, Kevin, great having you here today. Tell me, um, tell me, how did you come to know Christ? How did Christ awaken you to the gospel? Yeah, no, that's a that is a great question, and it's um, you know the, the the power of Jesus Christ to transform us is just amazing. So mm-hmm. thinking back, uh, my wife and I've been married for a little over fourteen years, and um, we got married in a Catholic church. She grew up Catholic, and um, 
after we got married, we really felt the Lord really felt the Lord pressing in. Um, I think at that point, the, I don't think either of us were really saved. I think mm-hmm. the Lord was was pursuing us, um, which is which is just awesome how He does that. But uh, after after getting married in the Catholic Church, we ended up at a um, non denominational Christian church uh, in the Indianapolis area, and um, just came uh, just were were able to rub elbows and, and really grow in relationship with others that uh, had a strong relationship with Jesus Christ, and through that discipleship, uh, we came to to have Jesus Christ as our Savior. And it was just it was awesome to be able to do that uh, as a married couple. Praise God. So, uh, so about when was when did that transition happen? When did you come to know Christ? Yeah, so we got married in um, in two thousand. So I would say somewhere in in two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. In those years, really, the, the the Lord was doing a magnificent work in us. Mm. And, and how did uh, so so I when Jack and I met uh, and were married, we we both were already Christ followers. So like, tell me, I, I I didn't know this part of your story. Tell me, like, what did it look like uh, the change in your family as you now come uh, and approach uh, being a husband um, as a as a Christ follower? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, well, well, clearly uh, the the emphasis in our lives started to change from just being us focused, you know, selfish, but then more on uh, on His kingdom and uh, what He has for us um, uh, for His kingdom. And so, um, really, just seeing that the transformation that, that He made in our lives, where we really felt the the desire to worship Him mm. and to get to know Him and and seek Him in His Word and in prayer. Mm. Amen. All right, so uh, you guys met, were married up in the Indianapolis area. What brought you to Tampa? You're here now. Tell me, tell me about that journey. Yeah, it's, it's uh, another thing. It's just awesome to, to see the Lord at work. Um, so I was in law enforcement uh, up in the Indianapolis area, and um, at the beginning of 2012, uh, after a little over 11 years in law enforcement, it was it was time to, to move on from law enforcement. I had an awesome career. Um, the Lord uh, gave me the ability to, to do a lot of things uh, that I wanted to do in law enforcement, but it was it was time to, mm-hmm. to move on. Um, and at the same time, my wife and I really had the sense that it was going to be more than just a uh, just a move from uh, the profession of law enforcement into something else. That at some point there'd be a geographic move. Mm-hmm. So about a year and a half after that. Um, after spending some time with our with our pastor and in prayer, it became clear there was going to be a move, and, and we thought that it might even be Florida, but we mm. didn't know. Mm. And so we spoke with our pastor and told him that hey, there's there's a move. There's actually another another family guy I'd worked in law enforcement with. Uh, he and his family were also uh, attending the same church and and wanted to make the move. And uh, our pastor asked if we ever thought about planning a church, mm. and the answer was no. Mm. You know, we had not thought of that, but um, just amazing how the Lord then used our pastor and others uh, in our church that were then um, already praying about planting a church mm-hmm. and that uh, that quickly welled up in our hearts as a desire that the that the Lord was planting in us. Um, and so in um, May of 2013, we moved down here to be a part of the Harvest Bible Chapel Tampa Bay church plant. Oh. Um, and it's just been awesome to see there were uh, three other families from Harvest Bible Chapel North Indy that came. Um, and our, our pastor came from up there. I'm not a pastor. I'm, we are just a family that uh, that just feels like the Lord called us into this work of being a part of church plant. You know, being here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Tampa Bay area. All right. So, so you're not a pastor, but you moved your family to Tampa uh, to help plant a church, uh, to come alongside, uh, to share Christ in the community. And and so, uh, so what do you do with your time if you're not a pastor? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it is, um, you know, thinking back, it is, it is crazy that um, by human standards that we'd move. But about a month before we moved, I'd come down. Um, we'd come down as a family on spring break. And um, at the same time, I'd had an interview with Bethany Christian Services uh, for their Safe Families for Children coordinator position. And um, interview went very well. Um, Bethany Christian Services is just a, a wonderful organization that does a lot of work with adoption and a lot of um, family preservation stuff internationally. And so um, got, got offered the job basically after interviewing. And so um, they needed us to move down. So, so we moved down in May of 2013. And um, now uh, professionally my time is devoted towards coordinating the Safe Families for Children program. All right. So uh, we, we don't have much time, but go ahead and start. Tell me a little bit about uh, Safe Families for Children. Yeah, so Safe Families for Children is just uh, an awesome movement of the body of Christ where we have an opportunity to, as Christians, as Christ-following families, care for children from families in crisis to keep them from having to go into foster care. So it is uh, foster care prevention, so to speak, but really doing what the church uh, said it does and that what we would have done naturally 100 years ago, and that is when, when families are in crisis and they lack support systems or other family, we jump in and say, hey, we'll be your family, mm-hmm. all obviously to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. With, with hurting and broken families. Wow, that's that's really cool. Um, uh, grateful for for what you guys do. Um, we want to hear more about um, how you do that, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do that here in a couple minutes. We got a a couple thank yous to send out to some of our sponsors, and and so uh, come back, uh, stay with us, and uh, and we're gonna talk more about safe families for children. We're gonna talk more about Harvest uh, Bible Chapel of Tampa Bay. We're gonna talk more about what it is to live on mission um, every moment of our day because because that's what we're called to do. Uh, the Great Commission was not just uh, for pastors to go out and go do things individually, but it is to uh, um, for um, all believers to, as they're going, make disciples, um, uh, teach them nations. to obey all that, all that God has commanded. So uh, we'll be coming back in just a, a couple uh, minutes, so stay tuned. And, uh, and while we're waiting because I'm brand new at this and I'm, I, I go a little bit fast I'm going to tell you about a great book that, uh, that I love and it is uh, God's Word the Bible uh, Kevin what is your favorite translation? Uh, I, I use the NASB oh cool my favorite very good alright it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts Karis Christian Books and Gifts has been a part of the Largo community for over 29 years located in the center for the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Almerton Road in Largo. Their 2,400-square-foot store is open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shopcaris, C-H-A-R-I-S, dot com. Our book today is Life on Mission, Joining the Everyday Mission of God by Dustin Willis and Aaron Coe. A weak gospel foundation leads to a very fragile missions practice. Understanding both the biblical foundation and the biblical missionary practices is essential to joining the everyday mission of God. Life on Mission is a rich but simple guide that will help everyday missionaries, that's electricians and lawyers, church planners and students, insurance agents, uh, in, uh, help them in, in the areas of gospel and mission, which will lead to an effective ministry within one's own community. 
The content is adaptable to a con- uh, context t- that can function with well as individual study or as a small group environment. Life on Mission not only delivers a robust gospel base with daily missional practices, but it is threaded with engaging stories and powerful questions to help individuals make their next steps of living life on mission. So remember, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, you were you were with guest host Eric Most of Most Insurance and Kevin Trotter of Safe Families for Children, uh, and also a, a, a member of a new church plant, Harvest Bible Chapel of Tampa Bay, that's going to be uh, st- opening their doors soon. Uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit more about Harvest Bible Chapel of Tampa Bay. First off, I w- I want to know like where you where you are going to be meeting, um, what stage you're at, and why you felt that there was a, a need for another uh, local church in Tampa Bay? Yeah, so um, those, those are all uh, all great questions. And, um, you know, the Lord just, just as he worked in us, I mean, he, he, he chose the location, and, and here we are. So I think we could put 500 more gospel-preaching churches in the area and yes. not have enough. Um, we'll be launching November 9th, to answer that question, November 9th, and we'll launch at Bloomingdale High School, and that's in the Valrico, Brandon, Riverview area. And our service time will be at 10 a.m., We'll be meeting in the auditorium there at Bloomingdale High School then on November 9th. Um, you know, so why Harvest Bible Chapel Tampa Bay? Well, it's it's the Lord's church. This mm-hmm. is Christ's church. This isn't our church. But um, we, be- we believe in proclaiming the authority of God's Word without apology. Um, I, you just mentioned, uh, uh, you know, when, when our foundation is not solid, then uh, other things creep in. So mm. um, we believe firmly in, in that. We also believe lifting high the name of Jesus through worship. Mm. You know, we were created to glorify God. Mm. We are here to worship him. Mm. So we believe that, that that's important, and so mm-hmm. that's, a part of, that's a part of what we do. And we believe firmly in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible speaks a lot about prayer, mm-hmm. and and we know that um, that prayer is just a discipline that we have to have. And so, obviously, we believe in in, in making that a part of what we do. And we we believe in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with boldness. Mm-hmm. And that goes again back to that this is this is about Jesus Christ. This isn't about us. This isn't about what we think. This is about the salvation that comes from a relationship in Jesus Christ alone. Hmm. Very good. So, um, so prayer is important to uh, Harvest Bible Chapel. Uh, it should be foundational for all churches. Uh, you guys put a priority in the proclamation of God's word. Absolutely. Um, you put a priority on the worship. Now, is, is worship? Uh, do you guys see worship as just the time of singing, or? Yeah. So worship is all that. I mean, we can be worship worshiping in, in, in everything we do. Your prayer is, is a form of worship, but certainly corporately, when we talk about getting together as a body of Christ, that worship, having that high-impact uh, worship where we are singing and, and proclaiming the attributes of God, hmm. um, you know, is, is just an awesome time for, for us together hmm. to, to do what we were built to do. Hmm. 
Hmm, that's good. I was, I was kind of baiting you there, brother. Uh, I, I see the whole I corporate gathering <laughs> as worship, uh, be it our giving, uh, be it a, um, our, our time of prayer, of um, gathering together, communion, celebrating baptism, all as uh, as our corporate worship to God. And uh, and so uh, it, is, it is a joy to know that we have other new healthy churches coming to the Tampa Bay area, longing to plant, to be uh, to proclaim God's word faithfully, to, to long to make disciples. And so, um, and this isn't just done from uh, the pastoral level, right? This is uh, Harvest Bible Chapel is calling its members, um, the, the the this core group, to be faithful with the gospel where they are in the jobs that they work and 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 in the communities they they live. Tell me, how is that like already playing out in the in your weekly? Uh, you guys have been doing meetings around town. Like, how how is that played out? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we you know. You mentioned the, the Great Commission earlier, and so we are we we, are, we have been commanded to go and make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey all that all that I have taught you, and that's Jesus speaking. And so we're to do that everywhere. And so it doesn't it doesn't change whether you know if we're engaged in a, a conversation at Starbucks, then we do that. Um, if we you know we happen to to meet somebody while waiting in line, the movie theater, we do that. But it is all about sharing the gospel because we know that that just like I need Jesus, and just like you need Jesus, that every one needs Jesus. So we, um, as the body of Christ and as the local body at Harvest Bible Chapel, Tampa Bay, um, you know, we are, we are there to disciple one another, mm-hmm. and we're there to, to, to be a part of uh, sharing the gospel with everyone. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, I, I mentioned uh, uh, another church plant. Um, as Kevin, as you know, I'm, I'm a member of Covenant Life Church, which is a, a young church plant. We're just a couple years further along than you are. We're cel- we've uh, I think just celebrated our, uh, just a little over four years um, a, as a body, um, and and it's so encouraging to hear uh, God's word faithfully faithfully taught. Um, and and yet there are so many people who 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 literally within Tampa Bay don't have access to solid biblically uh, based churches and so um, there's been a start of a movement of other church plants coming to town and, and we want to uh, support the existing church and we want to see the existing church grow up and be faithful with the gospel and so uh, so things like uh, your work is to help encourage churches uh, to be faithful with the gospel in a real practical way talk let's talk more about safe families for children how is that uh, how do we find families? How can people get involved? What what does it look like for a family being involved? What does it look like? To, do they have to go through thirty weeks of training to be a foster family kind of thing? Tell me, tell us more about it. Yeah. So um, what we call instead of uh, you know in the foster care world you have foster parents in the safe families world we have host we have host families. Okay. And so host families um, go through a process. Um, not nearly as intense as what it, what it takes to become a licensed foster parent, but certainly there are things we have to do. We still have to make sure everyone is has a, a background that's appropriate for them mm-hmm. to, to care for children. So there are background checks. Um, and then we also do a home screening, which is a lighter version of a home study. Um, and then obviously there's training. Our training is three to four hours and, and can be done as a group or can be done online mm-hmm. um, you know, from your, from your own uh, dining room table, mm-hmm. you know, if you like. Now, once that's done and you've been uh, approved as a host family, and, and typically that approval process takes between three weeks and a month, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. 
Once you've been approved, uh, then you go on on the list of families that will receive hosting needs when they come in. So mm-hmm. a hosting need is is anything from a, a single mom has maybe been arrested and has two small children, and mm-hmm. maybe she's moved here from out of state and has no extended family and, and doesn't have anyone to care for her children. So mm-hmm. without uh, that extended family or without safe families, her children would go into foster mm-hmm. care. Um, so... Say families then, the ones that are approved, the host families then would receive a, a, an email or a phone call mm-hmm. saying, hey, we have this need. We have two children that uh, we need uh, care for. And then host families, obviously through prayer, can can uh, choose whether or not they're at a time when they can do that. And then um, those children go and, and stay with our host family for whatever that period of time. Typically anywhere from one night to up to three months is kind of the outside length of time that our host families will care for a child. <laughs> but it's really just to give the local church, because we believe the local church is where this is at. So this mm. is not about being a, a ministry taking the place of the local church. This mm-hmm. is empowering and, and giving the local church the structure and the access to hurting and, and broken families in crisis. So this is an opportunity, just one of many, that uh, that churches can take advantage of to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with children. And then a lot of times with those placing parents that are, you know, that are just uh, in that moment of crisis and mm-hmm. that are, are ready for something real. And we know that um, as humans, we can do a lot of things, but Jesus Christ ultimately is the answer um, to, to that suffering. Hmm. You know, something I found really unique, um, uh, my, Jackie and I are in the process of getting, uh, becoming uh, um, uh, approved as a, as a uh, host family. Host yeah. family. And uh, one thing I found really unique, um, because we have been uh, doing some foster care um, uh, here for the last uh, couple months, um, and a unique difference is we are often seen by the parents in foster care in a kind of adversarial role. Uh, kind of like we took their kids away, but um, but with uh, Florida Safe Families or Safe Families for Children. Sorry, I, was, I might mess up the name. I've been been a lot better this this time than I have in the past. But um, with uh, Safe Families for Children, um, it's uh, parents are electively placing their kids with a family. That's correct. Yeah, parents are choosing. To, uh, to make a voluntary arrangement um, with the host family. So obviously it's through our structure and our, and our program that we administer that, but mm-hmm. they are choosing to, to place their children temporarily, giving temporary legal guardianship, mm-hmm. much like you would have as a mm-hmm. foster parent, mm-hmm. um, so, that, um, so that they can be free to uh, get through whatever the crisis is that, that got them to the point where they need the help. Uh, okay. What's awesome, though, is that that host parents have that opportunity then to speak directly into the life of that placing parent. We're talking to Kevin Trotter of Safe Families for Children about life on mission. We're going to get back into it. Um, I've been instructed by Jim to make sure I tell you guys a little bit about most insurance. Uh, he he actually has threatened to call in um, if I don't talk to you a little bit about most insurance. And, uh, and so I uh, don't want to upset the man uh, who runs this show. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, a little bit more about safe families, a little bit more about Harvest Bible Chapel, a little bit more life on mission uh, during this next segment. And uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to give us a call. Uh, you can call toll-free uh, at 855-265-2929. And uh, so if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call, and we might uh, be able to actually answer those. And you can also text us during the show to 727 727- Four eight seven nine eight six three. That's seven two seven four eight seven nine eight six three.
So, Kevin, I think I had a couple questions for for me. Yeah, I'm going to turn the turn the tables here a little bit. All right, turn the tables for sure. So, first of all, I'm going to give you a soft lab. Tell me, tell me about what uh, what lines of insurance do you guys offer over at Most Insurance? All right, I can do this one. Most Insurance, we are a property and casualty insurance agency, and so we um, we're an independent agency. So we represent about uh, about 200 different companies, and we we focus on people's um, personal and commercial needs. So their home auto, um, life insurance, uh, renter's insurance, uh, could be umbrella liability needs. We also focus on uh, business insurance for um, medium-sized businesses, uh, some a little bit bigger, some a little bit smaller, but really kind of really geared well towards the medium-sized business. Um, specialize in different things like uh, church insurance and uh, uh, contractor insurance on the business side. And um, we, love, uh, we love families to insure them protect take care of all of their needs um people like you kevin actually i think you have every kind of insurance policy we offer i think we we provide for you perhaps that may be true and i think you're also insuring our church I, uh, yes so i can vouch for most insurance for sure <laughs> all right very good <laughs> all right so um in, in your christian walk and as as being a, a christian leader how does how does you being a christian committed obviously to the gospel of jesus christ how does that impact the way you lead mm-hmm. most insurance hmm. You know, this is this is something that uh, um, I, I continue to grow in, and yet feel that I have a long way to grow in. Um, and I praise God for His grace um, uh, because I, I definitely need it. There's there's been so many shortcomings in my leadership, um, but yet um, I'm grateful to know that uh, that the, the, the gospel uh, uh, it informs my shortfalls and it it covers them. So, um, you know, one thing I would say is absolutely foundational, um, and it's been a shift at most insurance in the last couple of years is we've really made a priority of prayer um, for me personally and decisions that we make. Um, and then uh, priority of prayer amongst the um, the management team. Um, I, I'm just one of uh, three owners. There's my father who started the agency uh, going on 42 years ago, uh, Robert Most. My brother, Craig Most, who's who's also been in the agency just a, about six months longer than I have. So I think we're coming up on about 10 years. And um, what's really sweet is to be to be able to pray with them about different things. Um, when we launched our, our, a new website uh, around this time last year, and we decided to add a, a prayer request page on the website because we wanted our our clients, we wanted um, even just people that stumbled across our, our website to to be able to send us uh, prayer requests. And it's been neat to see the different um, options, or different requests that have come in. Um, we recently we had we had somebody who um, their mother was was terminally ill and sent in a request, and so we spent our management team meeting just praying, lifting these these petitions up. Um, it, uh, prayer then also informs decisions about hiring and firing. Uh, it informs about um, how we handle a certain situation with clients or um, how, what direction we're going to go into. Um, should we move forward with this company or not? And so, so for one, prayer has become much more foundational in the life of most insurance. So, so that would be like one of the, the – the, a, a primary yet foundational method uh, that the, the – 
that being a Christ follower has kind of informed uh, being a leader at most insurance. Then I'm also looking for opportunities, just consistently looking for opportunities that I can share the gospel, the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope that's found only in Jesus Christ with, with our other team members, and then also with clients, um, meeting with them about different subjects. One thing that I get to spend mo- a lot of my time on um, is I get to work with a lot of people about the, the life insurance needs. And and as we're talking about life insurance and we're thinking about the end of life and protecting that and, and protecting their families, uh, it's my hope to even grow in this because I, I definitely need to grow in this. But to have that opportunity to, to share the gospel, right? What What is the good if we're protecting a life, if we're protecting a life and we haven't told them that their only hope is that in Jesus Christ and that for all eternity their only hope is there and so we we're looking for opportunities to 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 share Christ with um uh, with our with our customers with vendors um so um uh, companies that come in we're looking for opportunities to pray with uh with them and and so it's really sweet i've also been able to uh hire um some more believers and uh be a place to to help members of our church um and so starting to saturate uh, most insurance with more and more solid, um, gospel-saturated believers who, who, too, are looking for opportunities to share Christ and to, to serve well. Uh, that's one thing that we look to do and we long to do. We long to serve our clients with excellence in, in a manner that's informed by the gospel, right? So whether we eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That includes ensuring and protecting families. Yeah, and, amen. And having conversations. So. Amen. Do you do you find that when you've, as you've grown and you've redirected the your purpose to be glorifying Him, that 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 changes the focus and just the way you interact from moment to moment. And we're and I know you know none of us are perfect, sure. but um, when when you recognize that to glorify God is what we were put on this earth to do, what He created us for. I can only imagine that just impacts the way you 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 just interact in the office, and then as you're mm-hmm. as you're going to every appointment. Yeah, um, I've I've had to learn uh, to one be much more sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit, um, to not be so quick to 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 be stringent with my time, my schedule, um, and and see opportunities when 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 a team member comes in and they are um, they're a wreck, they're they're crying because of a family member who who passed away and in, living in another state. And a team member who doesn't have the the funds to be able to maybe to go uh, travel, and so it's a let's stop, let's pray. Um, yeah. Let me let me tell you the hope of the gospel, and then what can we do to help get you to where you need to go? Um, so so I think being much more sensitive to um, uh, not be so dogmatic with my schedule, and my time, and to be be sensitive for opportunities where the Holy Spirit's moving and working. Uh, that that's that's a that's a key uh, component to it. Um, and I find that I'm far better at doing that when I start my day personally in prayer and in God's Word, right? So so it's easy yep. for us to get caught up in the busyness of the day and neglect to prayer, to neglect God's Word. And and the days that I, I do that in the start of my day, I find I then neglect being sensitive to the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit throughout the rest of the day. Um, I might be a little bit shorter with individuals. I might not have as much time to, to discuss this problem or, um, or see. The, the beautiful opportunities God has given me to share the gospel that I completely just whiff on, <laughs> completely just don't do. Absolutely, yeah. It's the 
we you know our battle is with the evil evil forces it's a spiritual battle that yes. we're engaged in not a battle of this world not of the physical world so it uh very easily does that morning time slip away mm. and we have to be intentional about about starting our day absolutely especially if we're going to if we're going to work for Christ mm. every day Without a doubt, I mean, God's word has to, and 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 for you out there listening, if if we have anybody out there still listening, um, uh, just want to encourage you, just. You have to start your day in God's Word. God has given us His Word, His very Word, so we may know Him. So many people struggle with, well, what does God want me to do with my life? And what's my purpose in life? Your purpose is to glorify God. And how do I know that? Because it's in God's Word. And so live there, delight in there. We can know God's purposes. We can know God's plans for our lives. He's called us to what? To live on mission. And so all of your life out there, all of it is is to glorify God. It's to make disciples. Who will make disciples? Who will make disciples? It's 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 a multiplication effort. Um, I was broken as I was reading through um, this book, Life on Mission. Actually, some statistics um, it actually stagger your mind. Um, of Americans, 316 million people, evangelicals account for about 22 to 28 million. That means that a staggering 93% or so are non-evangelicals. That's, that means there's about 7% that are evangelicals. So you out there, uh, we out there have to engage um, our, the people that we come across with the gospel and the hope. Coming back in just a minute. We love you guys. And we're, and we're not quite got the music yet, and so I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, this reminds me, uh, you know, as you were talking there, of a, of a passage in Colossians, in Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6, that says, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned at it, as it were with salt, so that you may know how you should respond to each person. Uh, Kevin Trotter of Safe Families for Children uh, and with Harvest Bible Chapel of Tampa Bay as a, a, a new church plant that's uh, that, that's getting ready to open their doors here in just a couple of weeks. First off, just so we don't neglect it, Kevin, if, if families are interested in getting involved with, um, uh, first let's start with um, Harvest Bible Chapel of Tampa Bay. They're looking for a healthy church that, that preaches God's Word, um, is concerned with the expository method of preaching. God's word, verse by verse, exposing the text, preaching what's in the text, not just going out on on what on, on some kind of crazy whim. If they want uh, to be a part of a body that 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 longs to glorify God through their worship and through all of life, and longs to make disciples and be intentional, and they live out in the Brandon area, um, and they said, "Man, what what Kevin was describing sounds like the place that I need to be a participant." How can they how can they get more information? How can they get started with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to harvesttampabay.org, it's harvest. TampaBay.org. You can get to our website, which I have uh, a lot more information about uh, the church, and uh, it'll talk about those those four pillars that I mentioned. Uh, we are launching November 9th at Bloomingdale High School. Our service will be at 10 a.m. However, for the next Sundays leading up to uh, to launch, we'll be there getting ready and, and making sure that uh, we are ready to to receive those that uh, the Lord has uh, coming to uh, to be a part of Harvest Bible Chapel. So that's Harvest Tampa Bay. Org. All right, now I'm going to put a plug in for Covenant Life Church of Tampa. If, so if you're in Tampa, if you're in the more the downtown area, and you're looking for the same kind of thing, you're looking for a, for a faith family that, that puts a priority in God's Word, 
that longs to do life uh, together uh, in a meaningful way that um, that that really has a heart and a passion for seeing God glorified in in their lives and the lives of others by sharing the gospel and being intentional with it. Uh, I encourage you to come to Covenant Life Church. We meet um, right next to downtown Tampa, um, across the street from University of Tampa, First Baptist Church of uh, of of Tampa has been so gracious to most, uh, not to most insurance, they've been really gracious to Covenant Life uh, uh, Tampa in that they've lent us some of their space for the last four years. And so we meet there um, on their campus in a little chapel um, at 10 a.m. as well. And uh, and so you can find out more at Co- about Covenant Life if you are a Tampa folk uh, at covenantlifetampa.org. That's covenantlifetampa.org. All right, so now they've they, they've heard we've we've talked about safe families for children. Um, people are uh, hear the call to the gospel to be to, to be concerned with uh, with orphans and 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 and, and families that are just in, in disarray. And we, we we are we're called to love on them well, and they want to participate. How can people get involved with with your uh, with your ministry? Yeah, the best place to go is safe-families.org. Um, and when you go there, you can. There are several videos on there that give you a better idea uh, of what Safe Families is all about, and give a little bit of history about Safe Families, um, and then also just see some some testimonies from some families that have been served by Safe Families over the year. And it's a uh, it's a powerful, uh, just a powerful um, reminder of what the what the Lord can do through His body. And again, that's at uh, safe-families.org. And that hyphen's that little uh, dash in between yes. that, that goes in the center. Uh, safe hyphen families.org. All right. You also talked about that um, Safe Families for Children is an alternative for foster care. That's correct. Um, and we both have a dear friend who was also hoped to be on the show named Dan Klassen. Um, he's part of a, a ministry that does foster care. They, they license families and they're, they're involved with that. I think he moved down from Indianapolis to help plant this church as well. Tell me a little bit more about that and other opportunities people can get involved with caring for children in our, in our community. Yeah, absolutely. So we know there are times when when children have to go into foster care they've experienced some sort of abuse or there's some sort of situation where it is unsafe uh, for them to, to stay with their their uh, caregiver or their parent and so they they have to be placed into into foster care and we certainly want to make sure that we have believers in Christ that are serving as foster families and so if you're feeling the the tug by the the Holy Spirit to get involved in foster care uh, four kids of Tampa Bay is who you want to get in contact with they That's are right. an authentic Christian organization that will train and licensed uh, foster parents and walk alongside foster parents the entire time they're licensed foster parents. So when those tough times come with children with, with difficult behaviors, as they inevitably will, um, four kids and, and the staff at four kids will be there to pray and support uh, foster families that are licensed through them. So it's an awesome organization, four kids of Tampa Bay, and I believe if you go to four kids tampabay.org you can get to them or if you just google four kids at tampa bay you'll see uh, dan Clawson and uh, the other guys and gals at, at four kids hmm. now now dan was on the police state was was with in the police force with you in indianapolis correct yeah he was we actually worked together for 11 years up there in, in law enforcement and then our, our families moved down here together so it's just just that's another example of just the, the lord's provision yeah. just coming down here and providing uh, the opportunity for for work that has uh, kingdom impact well i'd love to hear just for uh, just a Couple minutes. Just what does it look like, though, to be police officers? Yeah, um, and Christ followers. Like, so, so we're talking about life on mission. So, what does that look like? Yeah, it's uh, 
It was not easy. Um, it, is a, it is a very thick culture. And what I mean by that is it uh, sometimes can be very us versus them, and that's not always the case. But law enforcement is a culture in and of itself. And so, um, you know, there are a lot of issues with, um, with um, you know, even things that, that as we experience sanctification, you know, we, we see in our past. And so with foul language and with um, the use of alcohol and things like that. And so law enforcement is a great profession, um, but... It, it became hard for me to be the man that, that the Lord was calling me to be and still be in law enforcement. Um, and like I said, I had a great career, mm. but um, but it's difficult. But there were still times where the Lord used, I know, used Dan, used used me uh, in situations where people were at their their bottom. Mm. You know, they were, they were broken, and so they were ripe for the gospel. Mm. So there were a lot of awesome opportunities to share the gospel. I mean, taking that 20-minute trip to jail, you mm. know, you've got a captive audience. And so mm. uh, it's just cool to find out where people are at and, and um, just find the ways that the Holy Spirit is prompting the, the mm. sharing of the gospel. Mm. I mean, we, we desperately need Christ followers yes. who, will, um, who will not leave the workplace, not leave uh, police stations and, 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 and law enforcement, to not leave the military, to not leave um, working in restaurants, not leave working in uh, different businesses, to go um, and, 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 and be pastors of churches only and things like that. We desperately need them to stay and to be faithful. Yeah. To be faithful with the gospel, to be faithful um, in their witness as well. We implore those out there listening today: be faithful in your in your job, be faithful with God's word, be faithful to to do all that you can um, for the glory of God. Be, be meaningfully, meaningfully involved with a healthy church that teaches God's Word and, and, and allow God's Word to be teaching you and, and to be used by you. Uh, I can attest for um, Dan's work with Four Kids of Tampa Bay. Jackie and I have, have done a little bit of foster care work with them, and they have been such an incredible blessing to us um, as a yeah. family. When we've had uh, when we had our first placement of a, of a seven-and-a-half-year-old boy, and we didn't have any change of clothes, this kid showed up with a backpack with one change of clothes, and his socks didn't even match. The next morning, um, one of the ministry assistants there, um, Patty, showed up at our house with a box full of toys and clothes and, and, and also left us a gift card and was just said, hey, how can we support you? How can we love on you? How can we, how can we care for you? And, you know, it was really pretty amazing. Um, when we first started, it was right around Father's Day. And I actually got a card from four kids <laughs> wishing me a happy Father's Day. That's awesome. That was really neat because Jackie and I, as some of you, if you've been faithful to the show, you know I've been on here a couple times, and Jim and I have talked about our journey as Jackie and I are walking down the roads to adoption. I've got good news for you, for those out there listening. Uh, Jackie and I have been matched with a young boy in China. Uh, he just turned two uh, a month ago, and we will be heading to China sometime in the first quarter to pick him up. Uh, can't wait to bring him into our family. You know a little bit about That's that, awesome. too. You've adopted a couple from foster care as yeah. well. Yeah. And and uh, and so we're just so so excited just uh, by the ministry of four kids. We're 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 finishing up. I was actually talking with Jackie, and Jackie and I agree we we are going to go get our fingerprints to finish up to be host families for safe families for children. We we encourage and implore you out there listening. Get involved. 
Uh, get involved with with ministry. These are these are two phenomenal ones. Um, Safe family, uh, safe families for children. Um, you're you're he- you're based here in Tampa. Um, we know this radio show goes like I mean nine ten counties out. Like, can people that live out in Lakeland get involved with you? And, and where's the scope? Yep, absolutely. So we um, we cover the Orlando Tri County area, so Orange, Seminole, Osceola. Polk County, and then also uh, Hillsborough, Pinellas, and Pasco counties. So there's okay. uh, a lot of a uh, lot of area there, and a lot of uh, hurting mm. and, and broken families that that need the body of Christ to come alongside them. Mm. And then, uh, I, if you want to get involved with Four Kids of Tampa Bay, they're actually both here in in, in the in Tampa uh, and St. Pete, and I think are they. Also, Pasco, they have? Yes, they are a licensing agency for Hillsborough, Pinellas, and Pasco. So, uh, guys, great ways for you to meaningfully get involved in, in your uh, locally with children, but yet also live your life for God's glory in your workplace. Um, coming up next week, um, on Monday, on the I Work For Him radio show, we're going to have attorney David Gibbs III. Um, he'll be joining us and talk, and really joining Jim. He'll be talking about the National Center for Life and Liberty. The I Work For Him show is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. So you have to ask yourself, are you a Christ follower? You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.